1953, India joined the then elite club of nations that had their own commercial carriers. India was less than 10 years into its independence, but now she had her own nationalized airline, the brainchild of the visionary JRD Tata. And this airline, as we all know, was called Air India. It was started by the Tatas in the 1930s. And Air India changed hands from the Tatas to the public sector in 1953. And today, She's come back full circle, back into the hands of its forefather, the Tatas. But in the interim, what really happened to the king of the skies? And how did it go from being synonymous with luxury and sophistication to being called one of the worst airlines to travel in? My name is Frisia. This is WAC, a podcast where no topic is off bounds, where you can come and expand your mind. And in today's episode, let's fly off into the skies and find out who killed our Maharaja, aka Air India. By the 60s, India's national carrier Air India had become the epitome of glamour and indulgence in the skies and was flying to countries all over the world. But very soon after, Air India landed in murky waters thanks to the union-led pilot strikes. These strikes were not to seek additional wages, but they were against the deduction of life insurance from their wages. Now, this norm, by the way, it was practiced by all airlines across the world. The downfall of Air India was not because of these strikes alone. It had a lot more to do with the way that the government was functioning, which to most people was far from transparent. In June 2004, the then civil aviation minister submitted a note to the prime minister explaining that he would require Air India to reconsider a deal with the airline manufacturing company Airbus. The note suggested that it was important to increase the order of the Airbus planes as there was fierce competition on direct routes to North America. In 2005, the aviation ministry changed this order from Airbus to Boeing. Coincidentally, the aviation minister was a personal friend of the president of Boeing International. In 2007, the Air India and Indian Airlines merger got approved to form the National Aviation Company of India Limited. At the same time, 40 highly profitable routes out of India, which Air India piled on, were cancelled. While this was happening, foreign carriers from other countries continued to increase their flights in and out of India. Most of what was left were slots that were low on popularity and profit. Reportedly, the aviation ministry also parceled out rights that were meant for Air India to foreign carriers like Lufthansa and Emirates without even asking for an increased Indian share in their countries. By 2009, Air India was facing a massive financial crisis. Now, this was the result of the two initiatives that were taken by the Honorable Minister of Aviation of that time. One was the oversized purchase of new aircrafts and two, the merger of two national carriers, Air India and Indian Airlines. The company posted losses of $22 billion in 2008 and $55 billion in 2009, along with a debt of $160 billion. 
a former official on the Air India board, featured in the Neera Radia tapes. This was actually a very big scandal that did take place in 2008. And I literally feel like these tapes would need an episode of their own. So this official goes on to describe the contents of the letter that he had sent to the cabinet secretary. In this letter, he alleges multiple irregularities in the process of revising the aeroplane order. The minister himself had a stake in Indigo. Not only this, the tape also pointed towards the fact that the ministry made millions of dollars by selling all those extra slots to Kingfisher and Jet Airways, which was Air India's bilateral share. Ultimately, we all know what happened to those two airlines as well. The ministry defended itself by saying that they had appointed a world-class consultant. They said that they had made a proposal to both Air India as well as the aviation ministry. And according to the ministry, there was no evidence that the airlines would have fared better without their decision of merging the airlines. They also said that the national carrier could not meet the aspirations of the consumer. And there was a need for liberalization. Basically, paving the way for more and more private airlines to start within the country. Now, one needs to understand that other private airlines coming in, we should have no problems with that. What it does is that it opens up the market, it increases the competition, it allows for the leveling of fares and etc. to take place. But all of this should not happen at the cost of destroying another airline. The final stab in the Maharaja's back did not come from the international airlines, but it came from our own countrymen and their monstrous greed. But it seems that there is one countryman who wants to bring the Maharaja back home, and it's the Tatas. Finally, in October 2021, they bought Air India for 18,000 crores, and the king of the skies has become private again. It'll be really interesting to see how he joins the likes of Vistara and Air Asia, which the Tatas already own. This is a story that I'm watching very closely because, of course, I also have a little vested interest in it. My father was a flight engineer with Air India. I've flown Air India ever since I was a child, and I do have a deep attachment to it. I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to me on my social media handles. And if you have any topics that you would like me to explore, then definitely do drop me a line. I'll catch you again very soon. My name is Prishya. This is WAC. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of WAC. To make sure that you don't miss out on a new episode, subscribe to and follow the show on this app right now.